Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome into this Thursday, February 17th edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brand Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home, proudly serving our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport, running things on the TV 10 side. Happy to have you with us today. At 12.15 here in a few minutes, we'll be joined by head coach of the in their last four games, three and one, Martinsburg Bulldogs getting ready to head into a home stretch here. That includes Hedgesville tomorrow night. And uh, that's head coach Dave Rogers. He'll be joining us here in less than 10 minutes. Uh, but let's kind of recap that game a little bit, Nick, before we get into the first break. Uh, Musselman took an 18 to 10, 18 to 10 lead after the first quarter. And then uh, second quarter, it was all Martinsburg. They were only down one at the half, 26-25. And then the third quarter, a big third quarter, 18-point third quarter to take the lead. And then Musselman came back to take the lead at 53-51. And then Aiden Jackson tied it for the Bulldogs with uh, under under 30 seconds left at 53. Then we headed to overtime, and then the Bulldogs really had it all in overtime. Yeah, it was a great game last night between those two teams, uh, which is kind of what you expect at this point. I mean, it's a very competitive rivalry. Uh, even when a team maybe sweeps the team in a, a given season, it's usually pretty close. Um, I, I thought you were searching through the trash can, not your backpack. I just saw you kind of sounded like that. You I was looking like, through my backpack. Okay. I forgot to get my game paper out but 12 points for Aiden Jackson uh eight of them in that fourth quarter which was huge and you mentioned his game tying shot his ability uh to knock down mid-range shots not something we typically see out of him and he did that great in the fourth quarter uh just a really good win for the Bulldogs they needed that win against Musselman um Musselman has to look at this as a disappointing loss I think they had control of this game early on uh, came back from being down several points to retake the lead at one point uh, and had 26 points on Jordan Holmes, and that wasn't enough uh, to get the win. So, you know, I think both teams played well. Both teams are going to be competitive, and we could see this game one more time. We could. Here's your call of Aiden Jackson's game-tying jumper. Blackwood off the Jackson screen. Back to Jackson for the tie, and that's good. Aiden Jackson knocking down mid-range shots in a tied game at 53. There you go. What a great call there, Nick. And, uh, you know, this Martinsburg team really starting to get hot at the right time, playing together. These new lineups Coach Rogers has kind of put together have really kind of provided a spark. Yeah, he's figured out the rotation. I think he's kind of limited the amount of players that he's using off the bench, which is good. He's playing the guys that are playing well in a given game and making – certain to have the best lineup on the court at any given time. You look at Jaron Adkins as a guy that kind of gets inconsistent minutes, but when he's playing well, he's out there. 11 points for the Bulldogs last night. Jess Sutherland had some good moments with his four points and a lot of rebounds. 15 from Avion Blackwood. Uh, Luke Fowler, I think, was good when they needed him to be, making uh, three threes in the game and scoring nine points, a guy you need to knock down jumpers. 
so just a really good performance for Martinsburg. They seem to have figured out the rotation a little bit and are getting the right minutes for the right guys at the right time. And those guys are stepping up and, and making shots. So, you know, that game tomorrow against Hedgesville, huge game in the section. Um, and a game that could even things up between all the teams. All the teams could split in the section if Martinsburg gets the win tomorrow. So that that definitely adds some intrigue heading into that one and makes uh, that section now really just a complete toss-up like it's really been all year. Yeah, they're playing great basketball as of late, like Spencer said, 3-1 and one in their last four games. They've been playing spoiler lately. They got uh, the win against Spring Mills last week. Now they got the win against Musselman. You keep getting wins. You might uh, wind up from going from spoiler to favorite because, as you just said, this section is wide open. If they get a win tomorrow, you could be seeing here in the next few weeks the Martinsburg Bulldogs being the sectional champion again. You definitely could, and I think that's something you kind of got to look forward to because if you get hot at the right time, you can easily play spoiler in that section. I mean, we saw that last game against Spring Mills uh, where Martinsburg was able to get the victory, and you know this Spring Mills team having an outstanding year, the best I think now with the twelfth win the other night, they now have had their best season ever as a school. But again, they've got young guys. They're going to hang around here for the EPAC for the next three, four seasons and have pretty dominant seasons. But this year, it you know Colin, Colin has hinted to this all season long. I mean, it's just the youth of not getting used to playing you know all those games and, and in that big of games in the middle of February to, or in the excuse me the start of March. Yeah, and they're kind of at a lull right now because of that. It seems like Spring Mills has been uh, dropping games that they shouldn't have. Hedgesville, you don't really know who's going to be there tomorrow night for playing for uh, them starting-wise. Do they have the guys that can compete and uh, size up against the guys that we've seen from Martinsburg? I think, too, when you look at Martinsburg at 8-10, and 10, the record is a bit deceiving, right? They had the Hilton Head Island Invitational to begin or tip-off tournament, whatever you want to call it, uh, where they were down there and playing some really good teams. What one and two? These teams aren't going to see. So that's two of your losses. You have a loss to Morgantown, who's you know a top team in the state that not everybody has played in this area. Two of your losses are Jefferson, the best team. Yeah, in the state. but Jefferson, I mean, you have to play them every Still. year. So uh, you know, I I think their record. While it's a losing record, it is a very tough schedule for Martinsburg. And I think that can make you better, too, when you get into this part of the season where you faced adversity, you faced a lot of tough teams, and you get in a game like it was last night, an overtime game. And it's like, hey, we've been in situations like this where the game's been close down the line and haven't pulled it out, but now we're used to these situations and we're able to get these wins. So I think that definitely contributes to Martinsburg's recent success and now makes it a very interesting uh, postseason. And just, you know, looking forward to tomorrow's game against Hedgesville. Uh, should be another close one. It definitely will be a close one. The segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford and Martinsburg, they became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll be joined by the head coach of those Martinsburg Bulldogs, head coach Dave Rogers. That's next after this two-minute break.
four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons goal of financing for all. And Parsons famous above market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! It's the final push toward the postseason in EPAC Boys and Girls Basketball. Another three-pointer at top of the key around the rim. It's good for an Edsel. Now over to Zimmerman. Off the fork screen, pick and roll. Swing it to Brown. His three-pointer is good. Nothing but net for Brown. Bolduke has it now. He'll shoot a jumper. And that's good. A two-point ball game here in the Cardinal Coliseum. Join us throughout February for all the exciting action right here on your EPAC Sports Leader, Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Who let the dogs out? Jackson screen down finds Blackwood forward Bulldogs holding for a good shot Atkins drives in dumps it down to Jackson Aiden Jackson finishing the foul again who let the dogs out indeed three and one in their last four games we're now joined by the head coach Dave Rogers how you doing today coach Rogers hey good morning thank you uh so you guys now Three and one in the last four games. Had a tough one there against uh, Jefferson two nights ago, but last night able to get in the win column, defeat Musselman after losing to them by one point earlier in the season. How good did that redemption feel for you and your team? Well, anytime you win, it feels great, and uh, this uh, group of guys needed that win. Uh, we just, uh, I thought we played much better together. Um, I thought we did some good things out of our zone. Uh, I think they guarded when they needed to guard, and and we had some pretty good outstanding play by some individual guys that just stepped up last night. Coach, last night, Aiden Jackson, uh, one of those guys that stepped up in that fourth quarter for you, scoring eight points and tying the game. Um, and one thing that really stood out was his mid-range, not something we typically see out of him, but a very soft and nice touch for him last night. Uh What's it been like to see his progression this season as he continues to get Well, I'm very side? pleased with both of our big men, uh, Jess and uh, Aiden's uh, progress this year. They've worked very hard on that. I think they both have really improved. And 
and Aiden's uh, shot last night, it was a soft-looking shot in around that foul shot, and, and it did do a good job. I mean, he's he's good under the boards. Uh, Jess shoots the ball well also. So we're really pleased with our big men and where they are right now. These past two weeks, it seems like, has been a complete 180 for your team. Can you just talk about what has really clicked for them uh, mentality-wise to get to the point that they are right now? Well, you know, I, I think I think our problem is at times that uh, that we don't do things well together. Um, I didn't. I, there are times when uh, we're we're looking at plays on film, and and uh, we should be giving the ball up. We should be moving. We should be doing other things. And I think we're finally coming around to that. And you know, I, I told the guys the other day. I said, you know, uh, if you can win out, um, you you can have a winning season. Uh, this is kind of not – this is uncharted territory for us, um, and, and it's been tough. But you know what? When you – you know, you're going to go through peaks and valleys uh, in sports, in your life, whatever. Uh, you have to – you have to do what you think is right, and you have to hold the fort, and, and things will come out. Uh, I just uh, – I thank our kids. I told them, I said, this is your team. Uh, you can – you can go through here and, and play well now and be the spoiler. And, you know, it's not always, I told him, it's not always the best team at tournament time that wins. It's the team that's playing the best. Um, so they've kind of taken that on. Uh, that is their ball club. I mean, they, they're the ones that, that have to step up and make the shots and play defense and rebound the ball. I mean, we can put you in a position to do that, uh, but you've got to do it. And I think they're, they're, they're really uh, coming together uh, and they've kind of, said, hey, team Team matters more than, than individuals, and, and I think you can see that. And you, you mentioned about coming together. Last night had that eight-point deficit after the first quarter, came back, made it a one-point game at halftime, 26-25, and then an 18-point outburst there in the third quarter. Uh, not so good because uh, Musselman had an outburst in the fourth quarter, but you know, you guys took it to overtime, that last second shot, and then able to get the victory. But what does it say about that 18-point third quarter to kind of you know, take over control for, for a good portion of that third quarter? Well, that's a good thing because if you remember the game before, uh, we gave up 23 points to Jefferson in the third quarter, and that's what broke our back. We were down 39-33 at halftime, and I thought we were in pretty good shape. And then they just they just uh, really went on a tear that third quarter. And yes, we outscored them 18 to eight in that third quarter. Um, probably should not have gone into overtime, but it did because they they were 19 to 10 uh, over us in that fourth quarter. So we kind of held on. And I and I thought our guys hit their foul shots coming down the stretch. Uh, there were some big foul shots to shoot. Um, and we've talked about that. And we again, it doesn't matter what league you're in, how old you are, what you're doing. Uh, you've got to you've got to be able to do that. I've got a, I, I show it to my guys every now and then. We're we're at uh, when I was in college, uh, Coach Fincham ran our intramural program, and we had a foul shooting contest. And I've got the certificate on the wall in our office, and it. We're in there, and it's you know we have basketball players in there. We have just guys walking off campus, and and um, the guy walks in, and you shoot twenty five, and you get when you move on, you move on, you move on. Uh, make a long story short, the guy that, that that I ended up in the finals with came in, flipped his flip flops off, shot barefooted, uh, and we went all the way and the two hundred and twenty five shots before somebody won it. 
and and I've got the runner-up certificate on my wall, 212 out of 225 because he hit 213. So, you know what? Foul shooting is important, and anybody can do it. Uh, you just have to work at it. Coach, also last night, another guy coming off the bench and playing well for you, Jaron Atkins, and he just continues to step up when necessary for you and provide a, a good spark. Well, Jaron can shoot the basketball. Jaron has really improved this year, especially with, I think, his defense and his rebounding. Um, we know he can shoot it. So I, I think he's doing all those things, and he's doing a great job for us right now and, uh, and did a wonderful job last night. Coach, you mentioned it a little while ago. I mentioned it last uh, segment. Team right now kind of playing spoiler here in the uh, section, but a big game tomorrow against Hedgesville. And uh, if you guys win, people might have to start talking about you guys possibly being uh, the favorite instead of the spoiler in this section. Can you just talk about uh, tomorrow's game against Hedgesville? Well, you know, it is a big game. Anytime you play the rivalry, uh, it's a big game. And, of course, they beat us on our floor uh, so we've got to go up and do a good job. We've got to have a good game plan, and our guys will be ready to play. Um, and I just uh, – it's its exciting when you play local teams. Uh, its uh, The kids all know each other. Uh, they all communicate with each other. It's amazing. I, I got a phone call this morning uh, from a parent of a, a Muslim player and just wanted to call and say, hey, it was a great game. You know, they they felt they were sorry they lost, but anyway, it was a great great game, and she she talked about the sportsmanship on both teams, and it did. And she said our team came up out of the locker room after the game, and your guys were standing there and greeted them and talked to them. And she goes, "That's what high school sports is all about. You're supposed to you're supposed to when you cross that line, you're supposed to play as tough as you can play and do what you need to do. When that game's over." Then, then you guys live in the same community. You might go to the same college. You're you're good friends, and that's how you got to treat it. So I'm really proud of our kids uh, with their behavior and how they treat people, and and uh, and and that means as much, believe it or not, to a coach. We all like to win, uh, but when you have great kids, and we do, uh, that do things right on and off the floor, then 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 we really appreciate that. One final one here, Coach Rogers. Uh, so we talked about Hedgesville, but after that, two more games left in the regular season. And uh, next Monday, next Friday, so three games left total. Uh, what is it going to take for your team to finish the season here uh, with now four straight wins? Well, we just got to continue building what we've got right now. You know, uh, again, you, you you cannot guarantee me that the shots you take are going to that basket every time, but you can guarantee us defensive hustle and rebound every night, and you got to do that. And I, I think we're getting that, and we I think we found our rotation of what we want to do and and how we're going to do it. Uh, you know, we've got Broad Fording at home Monday night. That is senior night. We'll be able to recognize our five seniors that have done a wonderful job for us. And then we've got Willing Park coming to town next Friday, and um, uh, they're a good basketball team. They start out a little slow. They're kind of like us, and they're really coming on like gangbusters at the end. Um, we were lucky to go there last year and get a win from them, but they're coming to us this year, and uh, we've got to do a good job. And, then, of course, the following week starts a tournament, and, you know, the coaches are going to vote. Uh, the form will come out, and you will vote uh, whether the coaches look at the fact that, you know, did we win this? Are we playing well? Who's playing well at the time? Or will they just look at the records? And if you look at the records, then we're going to be last. Uh, so, you know, 
we we put ourselves in that position, and you, you just hope that uh, everybody looks at it honestly and say who's playing well at this time. And and uh, but everybody again is going to look out for themselves, and everybody wants that home court advantage. We do. Everyone does. Uh, everybody wants that buy. You got to be able to be a first place to get a buy. Uh, but this is going to be a real tough section. You know, you got to realize Jefferson number one in the state. Uh, we played them. You got to realize Morgantown's number two, and they were number one. We played them, and I just think those two teams are really, really good. And then when you come down to Parkersburg South and University High, and I mean, and there's a bunch of them that that all fit in there together. So you know, don't you never count yourself out of anything. All right, Coach Rogers, thanks for the time, and we'll talk to you tomorrow night. Thank you, guys. Appreciate your help. Have a good one. You too as well, Coach. That was Coach Rogers of the Martinsburg Bulldogs, head boys basketball coach, bringing you guys back in here. Uh, obviously, we have that. We have the rest of those three games left on the schedule. Tomorrow night's going to be a tough one. Hedgesville took uh, Martinsburg 67-61 a couple Wednesday, I guess last Wednesday. Uh, and it, that game was really just taken over by Christian Bolduke. Yeah, Bolduke and Wilkes, thirty-five and nineteen between those two. So, if and it really wasn't bad defense, like Coach had mentioned. Uh, you know, they just shot the lights out. Yeah, uh, and they were making long threes, like NBA range threes. So it's going to be tough to do that again. Um, so if you can just take one of them out of the ball game, that's a big chunk of Hedges Hill's offense, and that would help Martinsburg a lot. Uh, heading into tomorrow's game is really focus on uh, just hope. I mean, I don't think those guys are going to get 35 and 19 again. No, I don't think so either. Just like how I mentioned earlier this week for uh, Jefferson that I didn't think they were going to score 97 again. When you play a team the second time around, you're more familiar and you usually adapt. Now, could Hedgesville still win? Absolutely. Yes. Um, but it, it's going to be a close game like it was the first time. Uh, if you can limit those offensive production, though, it certainly gives Martinsburg a good chance. I think Martinsburg have, has a little bit more depth overall than Hedgesville, uh, but both teams are good. And, uh, you know, in this section, like we've said, all year round, I mean, any given night, any team can win. So um, it should be a good game. Looking forward to it. Definitely shall be a good game, and that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer, cabinets and designer bedding. Outdoor living, it's family-owned and operated and located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. We come back after this two-minute break. We'll hear from our intern, Avery Newport, for the Shepherd Report after a pretty successful night for the Rams. That's next after this two-minute break. Hi, my name's Corey, and I'm here at Orsini's in beautiful Martinsburg, West Virginia. We no longer specialize in only appliances. We have kitchen design, countertops, cabinets, flooring, and even a new 1,200-square-foot sleep studio with brands such as Stearns & Foster, Sealy, and Tempur-Pedic. 304-267-7251. 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We price match the big box stores, and we give back to our local community. Orsini's.com. 
WVU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve close to home. We're now accepting new patients at all four convenient locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, and Winchester. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, world-class heart care close to home. Home helpers of the Eastern Panhandle making life easier for you, your family, and especially your loved ones that need their care. They are locally owned and searching for smiling faces to hire so that your loved one can stay in their home where they are the happiest. Call 304-433-8000 or visit homehelpershomecare.com slash panhandle. Or you can visit them at 3192 Winchester Avenue right here in Martinsburg. Each office is independently owned and operated. Remember that last trip to the auto mechanic? I also think your solenoid gasket is bad. What? Yep, that'll be another $500. Forget that and go to DNN Auto Specialist at 230 Tavern Road, Martinsburg, where honesty is their best policy. Serving the Eastern Panhandle since 1974, DNN Auto is family owned and operated, specializing in exhaust alignments and tires. From general maintenance to major overhauls, they'll treat you right. Call DNN Auto Specialist at 304 267 4078. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM. AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you along with our intern, Avery Newport. Before we turn it over to Avery for the Shepherd Report, uh, forgot to mention this during the open segment and then after the segment with Coach Rogers. Let's talk a little EPAC girls hoops. As uh, last night, Washington defeated Berkeley Springs 59-21 to finish the regular season at 15-5. And, and a correction uh, from what I saw posted online, uh, they will indeed host Musselman in the Section 2 semifinal next week, not visit Musselman. They have the number two seed, not the number three seed. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. That that was the confusing part that we were uh, talking about yesterday that I think we all disagreed with uh, just because of their season uh, overall records as well as section and um, head-to-head records that Washington should have been the two seed, but that makes sense that they were, and it was just a uh, – misprint yes it was and also elsewhere in the epac spring mills fell to mountain ridge out of maryland 67 62 to fall to 12 and 8 and i believe they have two games left i believe two games left i I believe they have senior night tonight i do know that uh they have secured the number one seed in the section and have a buy in next tuesday's section one semifinal so they'll play next thursday They'll play next Thursday at home against the winner of Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Which on we'll have Tuesday. Which we'll have both games for you. Just finalized that yesterday it. afternoon. Um, yeah. Those should be great ones. I'm looking forward to them. Uh, that section is a very entertaining one. This Spring Mills team, I feel like, is a team that is capable of uh, going to states and possibly uh, – making a nice run i don't know yet about winning it i haven't got to see any of the uh 
teams from around the state, but yeah, this Hedgesville Martinsburg game is going to be intriguing. It will because be. they've split. They have split. And Martinsburg won the latest, and that was yes. our first win of the season. So we'll now, see. now let's turn things over to our intern Avery Newport. We'll hear about all things Shepherd. Yeah, the Rams had uh, a game last night. Well, the men's. We need to get a sounder for that. Or I just Why? press a button and it says, Avery Shepard Report. Hey, I I fully agree with that. Are you kidding? <laughs> Have a little intro for my segment? That'd be great. All right. Um, keep going. Sorry. About anyway. That. No, you're fine. Uh, so, yeah, the Rams played against Millersville last night at the Butcher Center here in Shepardstown. And both the men's and women's team got pretty resounding wins, I'd say. The women's team won pretty easily. 88-66 was the final in that one. Marley McLaughlin had 25 points, had four rebounds, shot 8 of 15 from the floor, 4 of 8 from 3. So a great shooting night for her. And uh, Sydney Clayton also had 20-plus points, 23 to be exact, a double-double as well, 10 rebounds, 11 of 16 shooting from the floor. So really efficient scoring night for her, only five misses from the floor. Um, Abby Beeman had kind of a typical Abby Beeman stat line at this point, 15, 10, and 5 for her. You know, not surprising at all considering she's the – the top passer in the nation in Division Two. She's what? Yeah. She has the most assists per game out of any player in the country. Did oh, you not know that? I did not know that. Yep. It's a good point guard to have. Yeah. Ten assists. I mean, that's, you know, those normally aren't typical numbers for, for college point guards, but she's a great scorer and a great distributor. So another good game for her. And this is another interesting stat that I saw just looking through the box score. Eleven players scored for the Rams last night. Normally... You know, you have the big three of McLaughlin and, and Clayton and Beeman doing most of the scoring, but a lot of players got on the score sheet. So good balanced scoring for Shepard in a, a big win. The team as a whole shot uh, 52% from the floor, which is a great shooting percentage, 39% from three. So they just couldn't miss. I mean, a, a great game, really good win, and a, a good rebound win, I would say, after that disappointing loss to Lockhaven their last game they really needed this one I think they kind of came out a little fired up you know trying to avenge that loss and they did so good win for them they're 19 and 6 on the year 13 and 6 in conference and um yeah good good overall win for the women's team now Avery do you know uh how many bids the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference typically gets in the tournament or well, I know the top four teams will advance. Shepard is currently third. Okay, I meant in the NCAA. I do not know the answer to that question. Because uh, obviously, you know, it'd be, Shepard's going to probably have a chance to contend for the conference championship, but Kutztown's beaten them already twice. I'm just wondering, I guess, if yeah. you think they'll make it based on their season so far. I mean, I I think they have a shot, but again, it depends on how they do in the PSAC conference tournament. Because again, when you and look then through the if standings, you get to the region. yeah. Because again, you look through the standings right now. Right, Shepard is currently third. Yeah, Shepard's third in the division right now, so they've got a little ground to make up. And you as know, long as they can avoid Glenville, that seems like it's the uh, it's their boogeyman. Like best team in yeah. I think the Glenville right well, now is probably still. Glenville is probably one of the odds-on favorites to win the women's division two title. Yeah, they're undefeated, if I am correct in that. They've been uh, doing a terrific job this season. So if you can avoid them in the region, get a nice push to, you know, you'll, if you're doing well, you'll have to eventually play them most likely. But if it's round one, that NCAA tournament might uh, 
not be a possibility then. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've they've got a, a pretty easy schedule, I think, for the rest of the way. They only have three more games. They play at East Stroudsburg on Saturday, who is last in the division. They have a home game against Shippensburg, which, again, rivalry game, you know, senior night. So I'm sure Shippensburg is going to bring it for that one. And then they travel to Mansfield to end the regular season. So those are three winnable games, in my opinion. But again, they did get upset recently to Lockhaven. So you just got to keep the momentum that you build from from last night's win. So, but again, uh, now switching over to the men's side, the men's really pulled off a surprising upset against yeah. Millersville. Cause I didn't realize how good Millersville was until I read the release over again. I was like, oh, they just got a win. Good job for them. And then I didn't realize Millersville is like one of the top teams in the conference. They are. They are the top team in the division. They were 21-4 and four coming into this game. They hadn't lost yet in conference. If I, or No, actually, they had all four of their losses in conference. But either way. Very good team, top of the division. Five now. Five. They're yeah. twenty-one and five, fifteen and five in the PSAC. Yep. But yeah, I mean, uh, it it didn't really even look like an upset because Shepard was so dominant. They won by eighteen points. And, and the, usually, and an upset's like a six point, five point, four, you know, like a one possession, two possession ball I don't game. Know, sometimes those top teams just have off nights, like yeah. we saw. But I mean, also it helps. It helps when you have three guys in the twenties. Yeah. Well, the the final score actually indicates a much closer game than it really was. I mean, Shepard had a 45-27 lead at half. Yeah. So, I mean, they were they were pulling away and then Millersville kind of got it together in the second half, but I mean, just a fantastic game offensively from Shepard. Kyle Daggett, no surprise there, leading scorer, 25 and 9 for him. 9 of 13 shooting, really efficient scoring night. 3 of 4 from three-point range, too. So yeah. he had his his shooting stroke going. Philip Jordan is really starting to emerge as a top-scoring option on this team. Shout-out to him. He had 22 points, four assists. He's only a sophomore. Only a sophomore, and he started the season injured, too. So to go from from where he was at the beginning of the year, not really a starter, not playing a ton of minutes, to not only becoming a starter, but becoming a top option offensively for this team is just a really cool story, a a great progression for him. He shot 9-17 from the floor, so a good shooting percentage. And he's really starting to fill that that absence from Daniel McLean Corley, of course, who's still yeah. battling injury. He's becoming that top scoring guard that the Rams really need. So far, the last couple games, they've been running their whole offense through Kyle Daggett in the post. And, you know, it, of course, Kyle Daggett's a great scorer, but you need a little bit more from your guards. And Jordan stepping up and taking over that scoring load, I think, is really going to help him going forward. Cam Stevens also had 20 points, 20 points exactly for him. Four rebounds, five assists, seven of nine shooting, only two misses from the floor. I mean, you got 67 combined points between those three guys. That's just, that's great. You know, really great to see that happen. Not only that, but I mean, as a team, you shot the ball, shut the lights out of the ball. Oh my God, 61% from the floor for the game. Yeah, that's, that's unheard awesome. of. I mean, that and especially for a team like Shepard, who had struggled offensively for most of the season, they were one of the lowest scoring teams in the PSAC to explode like that against the top team in the Eastern Division is, I mean, frankly, I, I didn't see it coming at all. I thought it would be a dogfight. I thought Shepard really have to scrap and play good defense for a win. But they just shot the lights out at the Butcher Center. I mean, a tremendous shooting game. They shot 55 percent from three. Just remarkable. So, really, really good game for them. They've got another tough one coming up against well, East Stroudsburg. Also, if you look, kind of look at, before you talk about what they have next, Millersville, 
didn't shoot poorly. They just got outshot by Shepard by nearly 15%. But I think the difference here was Shepard shot 11 of 20 from beyond the arc. They shot 8 of 26. If you make three or four more of those, it's a very close game. Yeah. And on fewer attempts, too. I mean, the Rams only shot 23s. I mean, you, you make over half of your three-pointers. That's, you know, that's that's tremendous. That's really, yeah. really good shooting. They also went 12 of 14 from the foul line, 85.7%. Yeah, I was going to make a point, just like Coach Rogers was talking about earlier on the show today. Free throw making is hugely important. And the women's team did that in their game. They made all 11. 11 of 11. Yeah, all 11 of their free throw attempts. It's hugely a word. It should be. <laughs> I think it is, right? I don't know. Largely. Largely. That sounds a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. But either way, I mean, both teams shot tremendously well from the foul line. So, and, you know, the foul line uh, had been an issue for the Rams men's team, at least, over the last couple games. So they got those mistakes fixed. That's what I was saying earlier about this team is that, you know, they had some small mistakes that they had to work through if they wanted to beat these teams. And at least in last night's game, they did. Absolutely. With flying colors. Yeah. It's frustrating. Because they're doing the right thing at the right time and getting hot at the right moment at the end of the season. But yet, it's going to end because only four teams make it to the postseason for the PSAC playoffs. So you're not going to see this team be able to possibly compete, pull off some upsets, and play spoiler if there was an actual tournament. Do you build some momentum, though, heading into next season where they'll have a lot coming back? Uh, you lose Cam Stevens. I don't think Kyle that's Baggett. true. Maybe it's five each? Because I'm on... Yeah, I'm looking at the, the standings right game. now. Okay. And it's five teams have clinched. Five teams from each side. So I don't know if that's what it is. Hold on, let me... I don't it know. Might I thought be, you guys said it was four. Uh, well, it's four for the women's. I know right now there are only it's four different. women's teams that have clinched. Maybe it's just your conference record, I think. That, okay. may, might, that might determine how many bids are received I'm not, I'm not really sure how it works exactly but um you know the rams are in on the women's tournament you know so they've but they do have some ground to make up because again they're third in the eastern division kutztown and bloomsburg are ahead of them so they might not have a home game to start off the the conference tournament so going on the road and beating those bloomsburg and kutztown's teams are going to be difficult especially since they've already lost to them this year i've got it the top six teams from each division at the end of the regular t- season shall qualify for the PSAC Championship Tournament, which will be held Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday prior to the regional qualifying round, which, as we speak at this moment, Shepard would be the final team in. Okay, well, I think. that changes everything. Positive. On the men's yep. side? On the men's the side. Rams they're they're dancing currently in marks. <laughs> they're 7-11. Yeah. yeah, you're right. And they've, I mean, they've got a healthy lead over Cutstown. That's three-game lead. Thank you. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, so I as long as they don't correct. lose out, essentially, then they're 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 pretty much in at this point. Again, they'd be on the road, you know. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, it'd be a tournament. Do they have their tournament at a site? I don't know these things. No, I, I think it's just, I think, I think it's home and away. Hosts, yeah. yeah. Let's double-check about women's basketball, why we're right here. It's probably the same. Uh, regular season game environment media sharing. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we're finding this top out, six teams from each okay, division. There you go. Yeah, top so it's both. 
There you it's go. Amazing. I don't know who thought top four, but whoever thought top four. Well, for, for women's basketball, there are only four teams from each division that have clinched at this point. And for men's, well, five still teams. still a have... week and a half left, I think. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got it clarified now. And we'll, uh, we'll be there next Wednesday the 23rd against Shippensburg. Yeah, that's senior night. Senior night for both teams. A lot of seniors going to be honored in that tournament. Uh, before we uh, – oh, actually, we'll hit the break now. Um Segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you if you don't like it. They'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. We come back after this two-minute break. We'll talk a little Wizards and uh, Washington Commanders in the news here. Uh, Two separate reasons. One, kind of a positive because we're moving in the right direction in one way. The other one... A negative, but it's kind of something that everybody was confused about, and maybe it'll get changed. But we'll talk about that when we return to wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Safety doesn't come from owning a handgun. It's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off of I-81 Exit 5 at Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on the six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Valley Guns 2 will conduct these classes on February 26 and March 12 at their Inwood location. Master the basics with Basic Handgun 1, taught by NRA-certified instructors. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or call 304-229-4411. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back into this final segment of the Sports Mix for your February 17, 2022, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, Phil McCoy and John Everson. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. Or you can stop by their offices located at 1270 
Winchester Avenue right here in Martinsburg. Spencer Puinick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern running things on the TV 10 side, Avery Newport. Happy to have you with us here. About eight and a half minutes left here in this show today. Um, talk a little Wizards from last night. They were, uh, I believe they fell. Oh, let me get the final score here. Don't have that up because the thing decided to they close lost itself. To they the lost 113-108 to the Pacers. Uh, they could not defend the paint. And the Wizards dropped to 26-31. and 31. Indiana scored 74 points in the paint to just 36 for the Wizards on wow. the night. Oh, my. That's horrible. KCP had 27 sense, points. Though. Kuzma had 26 points to go with 15 boards. But he only shot 9 of 27 from the field. The Wizards did shoot 17 of 37 from three, outsourcing, outscoring the Pacers by 39 from beyond the arc. Next up, the Wizards visit the Nets at 7.30 tonight in the last game before the All-Star break. I mean, uh, it makes sense that Washington would get outscored in the paint. Yeah. Uh, you know, no, no Porzingis, um, no Daniel Gafford, who's your main rim protector. So all you have is Thomas Bryant in terms of post guy. Ruby Hachimura was out as well. And obviously they traded Harrell. So, I mean, post defense and post play just in general isn't really there for Washington until they come out of the All-Star break. And it looks like Porzingis should be back after the All-Star break, I think. And then Gafford, I'm not certain when he'll be back. But um, still losing to a team like Indiana is bad. But also this Wizards team really doesn't have much left besides Kuzma. Uh, obviously no Beal, so you got Ish Smith running the point guard. Doesn't really he get excited. He had a good excited. game, though. Yeah, he, he's okay, but I, I don't like him that much. Um, Certainly not as a starter. Not as a starter, no. Yeah. He's okay as a bench player, but not a, not a guy you want running your offense. Um, so, you know, Washington, again, they continue to get the good production out of their young players. Um, and I really like some of their pieces moving forward. Um, but it is what it is losing to Indiana. I mean, when you have no post play, they got miles Turner, one of the best centers in the NBA. It's going to be tough to slow down, uh, any team, especially when you don't have most of your big guys. Yeah, definitely. I would agree with that. And, uh, we'll have the, I guess, second half i don't know we'll join that game in progress tonight at 9 p.m because we have the bob huggins coaches show from the mountaineer sports network from 7 to 9 p.m uh tonight so we'll join the wizards game afterwards caps also in action tonight we unfortunately won't have that game because it'll be almost over by the time the bob huggins show uh wraps up around 9 p.m they're at the flyers tonight and uh, Flyers 15-24-9 coming into tonight's game. Uh, Capitals. Should be a winnable one. I believe Capitals the obvious favorite in this game. Hopefully. Flyers have been uh, struggling, but. Wizards favored by It's a metro six. rival, so. The Wizards are favored by no, the, six? The Capitals are favored by six. No, they're favored by one and a half. I was like, by six? This they're is favored by one and a half. Are they a high school team? <laughs> they're favored by one and a half. The over-under is six. Read the wrong okay, thing. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, I read the wrong thing. Goal favorites and hockey. Just hope that Ovi stays hot. Stays hot. Uh, uh, five away from tying Yadimir Yocker for third place all-time. Six from taking over third place all-time. Um, I do believe tonight could be the 700. No, that was last game. For the, the win? 
I believe for so, Lavillette. Yeah. Lavillette. He did get it over his former club. Yep. You know, I just realized the past two Capitals coaches have coached with Nashville. Hmm. Barry Trotz, Nashville yep. head coach before he came to Washington. Peter Lavillette, Nashville coach before he came to Washington. They like going it's after those system, Nashville man. coaches, right? I guess. Was he the Nashville coach when they made it to the Cup? Who? Was he the coach when they made it to the Cup, Nashville? Mm, I think he was. I don't right? know. Why'd they get rid of him? I don't understand these was... NHL coaching changes. Why'd they get rid of Travis? Yeah. Uh, let's Just see. But... I don't have dates for that. He was the Predators coach in 2014. He took over for. Yeah, so he was. None other than. Barry Trotz, but he was fired <laughs> on January 6, 2020. Yep. After the team set in sixth place yeah, okay. at the time with a record of 19, 5, 15, and 7. And then on September go. 15, 2020, named Capitals head coach. Well, maybe when Barry Trotz leaves the Islanders, he'll go there and then. I hope he'll not. Get the next Nashville coach, whoever their coach is currently. And it's just a rotation. There. I mean, I really hope not. He just well, if they keep rotating, maybe you could get Trotz back. No, you have to get whoever's national coach is. If it keeps rotating, though. Give it a couple of I years. suppose. All right. Well, now let's no. switch over to some commander's talk. Uh, the NF, This is according to the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Michael Phelps published a story about an hour Michael ago. Phelps? Michael Phelps? Michael Phelps? Phillips. Michael Phelps. I, I was hyped. The, the person you beat at the 05 Towson Invitational, Michael Phelps? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Are we ever going to lose that joke? It's a little no. out of date nope. now. Never. Uh, according to Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times-Dispatch, the NFL and the Commanders are at odds over changing the Super Bowl dates on the team's crest. Again, it's because they won the, the team that the, it was the 1982 NFL season, the 1987 NFL season, and the 1991 NFL season in which the teams won the Super Bowl the date of that Super Bowl was in the calendar year of 83, 88, and 92. On the crest, as everybody knows, they have those, the 83, 88, and 92 written. Um, That's wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. It's you wrong. just got to change it to the A person with knowledge of the situation that the team is still brainstorming ways to tweak the crest to reflect the fan Roman, feedback. Here's numerals. how you can tweak it. You change the numbers. Oh, here it is. Roman, the NFL holds numerals. copyrights over number elements related to the Super Bowl, including the names of the games as denoted by the Roman numerals. There are no other team logos <laughs> that uses those identifiers. Everybody, and the NFL requires any merchandise with Super Bowl identifiers to be cleared through the league. Spokespeople for the NFL and the why commanders team both declined the public comment. Why wouldn't the league? I don't know, but... The issue comes amid a larger disagreement between the, the team and the league over disclosure of documents... Uh, to the U.S. House Committee investigating Dan Snyder involved in the sexual. I mean, I don't care about this at all. But <laughs> in terms of like, who cares what's on logistics? But every team in the league knows that the season you won the Super Bowl is what you put as the number. Ding, yeah. ding, ding! Right there. Like we're not, not the year the, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl Washington didn't win the Super Bowl in 1992. Dallas won it in 1992. Oh, gosh. the season. Avery Newport. It's wrong. The historian. Avery Newport right there. All right. Well, one final thing about the... For do the John Wall, he knows everything. One final final thing here about the commanders. You know, VA legislator passes bills for commander stadium project. The Virginia State legislator passed two bills this week, gaining momentum towards building a pro football stadium and commercial complex for the Washington commanders. There were bipartisan support for the 
particular project, according to the Washington Post, the Republican-controlled House of Delegates passed a law to create a football stadium authority that would oversee the construction and financing Why? of the stadium and retail entertainment complex. FedEx is 25 years old. And Just renovate apart. Renovate it. Sucks. It's 25 years if old. It's like when the, the Braves law, left Turner Field. If was, made in the law, the football stadium authority sucks. would be able to sell bonds to help fund the $1 sucks. billion dollar stadium. The parking sucks. You're going to build a billion dollar stadium for 20,000 people to show up in it? Whoa. Come on. Get a dome so you could at least host other things. Host a Super Bowl. Host if you, if you host, host well, concerts. So here it is. Here it is. Real fast. If you get a dome, if you get a new stadium and it's domed, you're going to host a Super Bowl within five years after opening. Okay. All right. Well, that does it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Martinsburg Bulldogs head coach Dave Rogers for coming on the show. For our intern, Avery Newport, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Bruce saying so long. Tune into the show tomorrow at 12.08 p.m. We'll be right back.